to get behind contacting their legislators in the Michigan legislature and implore them to make a change in this, and I don't use the word lightly, catastrophic decision to change what had been the best system in the United States of no-fault coverage for people who were involved in catastrophic accidents. And at least if they can't undo the whole thing, undo the part that has to do with the services that are provided to people in this state who have suffered catastrophic brain injuries and other injuries of the sort, who have at least up till now been able to enjoy really the finest care in the country because of that law. But if this law hits its effect this summer, those businesses that take care of people, those healthcare businesses with, with nurses and aides and trained rehab people are going to take such a hit, it'll be akin to a tornado that wipes them out. And all because of a, of a rule that was basically made in a vacuum. Joining us on the program here now to talk about this uh, are, are three people. Uh, Nicole Ulrich, who is a nurse and owner of Rehab Innovations Case Management. She's on the front lines with home health care. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us. Erica Colston, who we've had on before, president of Walk the Line Recovery Therapy. Erica knows this issue very well because not only was she a victim of a catastrophic accident, but she now runs a therapy center for people who have gone through exactly what she has. Erica, always good to have you on the program. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for having us. And John Prosser, who is a partner with Health Partners Inc., and of course, his his organization uh, is 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 facing a massive axe uh, because of this. John, since you know the legislation better than most, please just give a quick summation of what is about to happen in the coming weeks, unless there's some eleventh hour reprieve uh, by our legislators in response to people getting angry about. It. Well, thanks for having us on, Mitch. Um, in fact, nine of ten healthcare service companies that have been surveyed said that they will cease services on June 30th uh, if these bills that are presently in the Senate, 314 and House Bill 4486, are not passed. And essentially, that's going to mean that about 30,000 healthcare jobs will be lost statewide. And then there's 20,000 people approximately that are in the catastrophic fund that are gonna go without services because there aren't companies to provide them. So you said it, Mitch, it's like a tornado that's just gonna rip everything down. And you might recall in the beginning of this process, the argument was that we're gonna lower premiums. Well, guess what? Premiums are not going down. The day the governor signed the bill, the Insurance Institute said the governor and the legislature must have misunderstood. Rates were always meant to go up and rates are going up. So this is what we're facing. Um, it's it's unbelievable carnage. Uh, it's unnecessary. It certainly must be unintended because I can't believe that the governor and the legislators wanted all of this carnage to come. All right. Now, just quickly and, and so that our audience could follow it. Why is it that this law is going to have this impact? Well, because the. the We were about to just get a, a, a nice, succinct explanation. All right, we'll get him. We'll get him back on the line. Uh, meanwhile, let me uh, go to Nicole Ulrich, who uh, is the uh, owner and nurse 
uh, rehab innovations case management. How will this change in the law if we don't get these other, what he was referring to was a law to, to, to amend this, but if it doesn't go through, Nicole, how will it affect your business? So the, the way that the reform was written, um, they say that if you have a billing master charge, you have to, you can bill 200% above the Medicare fee schedule. That's all well and good for those uh, services that have Medicare fee schedules, but um, home care, meaning per hour, you have a home health aide or a registered nurse or an LPN in your home to take your, for instance, an eight hour shift, case management, speech, um, vocational therapy, transportation, and a number of other things, housing, um, don't have Medicare fee schedules. Medicare doesn't pay for them. So without a fee schedule, we have, we have no fee to, to bill. So the law says for folks like, like myself in case management that doesn't have a fee schedule, then you can bill 55% of what you billed in January of 2019. Well, Mitch, in January of 2019, my company billed $100 an hour for a registered nurse case manager. 55% of that is $55 an hour. Therein lies no profit, and actually, I can't cover overhead um, at $55. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's fair to say that very few businesses operate with a 45% margin of profit. <laughs> well, I, I mean, nice. yeah, I'd love to be in those businesses, but most of them don't. And you know, especially when you're talking about labor being the actual business. So basically, you not only can't make money, you would lose money. And you and every other organization that does things like you do, that sends out home health care or therapists or things like that, it's just going to have to close shop. Am I overstating it or is that it? We're trying not to, but that's, it's looking to be the case. And, and the problem I'm having now with, with my patients, we have around 350 patients at any given time running through my company, is that these businesses are already getting ready to close up shop. So my company as case managers are, you know, we're being notified by these companies going, you need to find somewhere else to take care of your patient. Well, there isn't anywhere else to take care of my patient because they're all in the same boat. Wow. Erica Colston, uh, who runs Walk the Line Recovery Therapy and is herself a victim of a catastrophic accident when she was very young. You, this must hit you on, on, on both sides, both personally, the affront that it is to people who have endured what you've endured, and then as, as a business owner and as, as a, someone who takes care of uh, therapy for, for victims like this, how will it impact you, and what are, your, what are your thoughts? What would you like to say to these legislators? Hopefully some of them are listening to us in their cars as they're driving home, and, and what would you like to appeal to them? Well, absolutely, Mitch. As a survivor myself, um, I was injured in a car accident 20 years ago, um, and when I was injured, um, you know, the MCCA, the Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association and their actuaries set aside a certain amount of money to pay for to reimburse my insurance company for the lifetime care that would be required associated with my spinal cord injury. And that money is there in that fund that has at least $24 billion in it. And so what I would like to know is what happens to that money? Because the care that I've been receiving will no longer be available to me. And I understand that, you know, the, the legislators in favor of this will say, well, nothing, you, you know, your grandfather, nothing will change. But if the providers that provide my care are not around, then, then something has changed. And even, you know, Kevin Clinton from the Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association has said 
plain and simple when asked in an interview, survivors that are previously injured are not grandfathered. There is no grandfathering. So I'm at a point, and, I, and I'm sure that the survivors listening and those that are part of the We Can't Wait Facebook group and this whole community um, are very worried for our futures because the care and the therapy that we've been receiving and, quite frankly, that we were promised is in jeopardy. And that's a very scary place to be. I'm 43 years old. I'm a mom. I own a business. I'm a productive member of society because of my benefits. And without that... Um, you know, it's, it's a very scary situation, um, from a business perspective, you know, obviously if our clients can't stay in their homes or they don't have transportation or they don't have attendant care, they can't come to therapy. So, you know, it definitely does hit us on both sides, but, you know, from the survivor perspective, both for myself and the community and the, the individuals that we serve, you know, we're terrified. I don't blame you for being terrified, uh, because, uh, basically, you're being reduced down to, uh, well, just go wherever Medicaid can take care of something. Uh, Medicare can take care of something. And, and we all know that the facilities uh, that handle this kind of thing uh, that are just Medicare-driven are, are basically facilities, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, for, for older people. Uh, and, and they're very limited in terms of the services that they offer. And they're nothing like what Erica is able to enjoy to have a, a quality of life, despite the fact that, that, that she uses a wheelchair. Uh, I've known Erica for years and she has a very high quality of life. And, 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 and as, as Erica has pointed out, uh, you know, a productive member of society, largely because of besides her incredible will and, and strength, because of the services that are here. If we basically don't have the rehab places to go to, then where is everybody going to end up, John? Well, they're going to go, they're going to be bankrupt because they're going to try to spend the resources they do have to try to get some care, but they're not going to have anywhere near what they need. And to your point about Medicare facilities, what our clients get is one-on-one attention. We have 97 traumatic brain injury patients and or spinal cord injury patients. They get one-on-one care for a host of reasons, and they're not going to get that in a nursing home. It's not going to happen. Uh, and I think it's important to say, Mitch, that we're very grateful to you for your advocacy on our behalf as a group around the state. And if, if your listeners would take the five minutes to go to the Facebook and look at the group, we can't wait. That explains everything about what's going on, all of the horrors. And then we're asking people to please contact your representative and your senator and ask them to support the two bills that are in the, the House and the Senate that can fix this. It, it, it's an honest thing to do. Uh, the, the law change in 2019 was not moral, it was not ethical, and it was not financially sound. I mean, think of it. Uh, there's $30 billion in assets in the fund, the catastrophic fund for post-acute care, funded by drivers for drivers. How can this be a problem? Uh, the average claim was only $25,000 in PIP on a $500,000 policy. It's clearly not a cost driver. And so, so and, and unlike, unlike the last time, you know, when, when this was all going on and there were people on both sides uh, arguing, for, uh, uh, you know, one way or the other to pass the no-fault law or whatever, and, and a lot of the people said, well, I want my insurance rates to go down and this is costing me money and I don't want to pay $170 a year or whatever. In this case, asking people to have lawmakers support this isn't going to cost them anything. Right. It's not going to raise their taxes. It's not going to raise their insurance rates. It's not going to do anything except show compassion 
to the people who need the most compassion shown. The reason I'm passionate about this is because I'm a very firm believer and we take care of the people who we need to take care of the most first. And that means right. whether that means orphans in Haiti or whether that means uh, people in, in our own backyard here who don't have alternatives. But it's important for people to know it's not going to cost you anything, folks. Nothing's going to go up. No rates. It's just reaching out to your legislators say, hey, take care of the people who are catastrophically injured here in Michigan. Am I right there, John? You're absolutely correct, Mitch. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, this could happen to you. OK, don't think for a minute because it hasn't happened that it can't happen. Everybody I've ever met in 30 years said they never imagined it would happen to them. Right. So it's a very, very important issue. There's 7 million drivers in Michigan. And as a collective voice, we can get this done. All right. So how, how do people do it? Uh, just, just, just tell us where to go, what sites to go to. Hopefully people do it right now. Well, I would recommend people go right to the Facebook group called We Can't Wait. And there's okay. uh, some 3,000 people that are members of that. They're all families that have a loved one who's been severely injured and needs this care and has been getting this care for decades in many cases. And then when you read about it, then call your representative, call your senator and say, hey, I'm asking you as a concerned citizen to please support these bills and give us the fee schedule technical fix so all of these companies that are going to go under can stay open and serve these clients. And this has to be so done before, months. what, June 1st or before June 30th? Well, right or? now they're, they're scheduled to leave for summer break around June 15th. It's not okay. unprecedented that the legislature changes the date, but essentially we have four weeks. Four weeks. All right. That is not a lot of time, folks, but it is time. It is some time, and we could, we could make a difference here. And think about, you know, what a, what a difference this would make if, if you, just your one call and somebody else's one call and somebody else's one call actually got a law change so that people like Erica, people like Nicole's clients, people that could be you, your child, your sister, your husband, your, your relative, who t- today could be driving home and be involved in an accident, and suddenly, instead of having the finest care for the rest of their life, they'll be shipped off to a nursing home once you sell off all your assets uh, and 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 they might be 20 years old as Erica was when she had her accident and that's where they're going to be spending the rest of their lives when when a simple passage of a bill could change that I want to thank uh, you John Prosser with the health partners Nicole Ulrich with rehab innovations case management thank you Nicole and Erica Colston uh, with walk the line recovery therapy thank you for coming on keep fighting thanks, this man. fight and we'll keep trying to tell everybody about it 